heavyweight prospect, one of the best heavyweights, Brett Martin. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, how's life right now? Yeah, uh, good, man. Can't complain. Uh, I appreciate you having me. Um, Michigan, what's the what's the situation like right now in Michigan? Is it is it full lockdown or is people outside like in L.A. walking around in crowds and everything? Uh, I'd say like uh, the last month and a half or so, you know, it's been pretty locked down. Um, I just started back up at work, you know, working like every day this week. And, uh, you know, you're starting to see a lot more people kind of out, out and about and you know, slowly see businesses opening. So hopefully, uh, you know, we're, we're getting a little taste of reality right now. And uh, hopefully things get back to normal soon. How long did you uh, stay home and not go to work? Uh, I was at home for probably like a month and a half, uh, maybe a little longer. Um, you know, I was still going in like, uh, like if I was on call, I'd still have to go in every day for a couple hours. But, uh, you know what I mean? The weeks I wasn't on call, unless I had to go in for, you know, something that was, they say is essential or not, you know what I mean? But what's, what's that, you know? Everything's essential probably. <laughs> oh, and that's, I work for the city. So it's like, you know, we mow, we take care of roads, we take care of pipes and, you know, water lines, sewer lines. So it's like, you know, it's, we're kind of just in when they need us. So it's like, we're, we're kind of like an at at like a call kind of employees anyway so it's like this should how it be this should it should be like this all the time so just leave me at home and then call me when you need me yeah that, I, that's a good situation then right <laughs> yeah right it's like a, we're getting a little taste of how it should be for us it's like hey man i like this it works good for my fighting like yeah let's let's do this the training must have been at home also so how did you alter everything th during the last month uh, and a half yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know much about my amateur career. I kind of just jumped into fighting right out of wrestling. Uh, I didn't have a coach. I was training in a garage and then, like, with other fighters hitting pads. And then I did a lot of my cardio stuff on my own. I'm a big guy, so even just putting miles in and doing sprints is usually a little bit more at the amateur level than most heavyweights are doing anyways. So I'm kind of just, you know, using my knowledge that I've gained over the years through wrestling and football and, and fighting now and, you know, getting in with my guys um the last week i've been training with my buddy jamal who just scheduled the fight for the ufc so <clears throat> you know it's it's nice having him in camp because now i actually am getting in a gym and actually rolling and sparring you know i haven't had that in a little while so that's definitely nice when you were coming up you know speaking of your early days you fought at a super heavyweight and i always thought heavyweight shouldn't have a a weight limit it shouldn't be 265 if it's heavyweight it should be limitless right don't you think so yeah, I like, uh, you know, I, I wish I could probably fight around like 280. You know what I mean? I feel like, uh, and, that, and, and don't get me wrong, that's my diet. You know what I mean? I don't have a nutritionist. I don't have, you know what I mean? I do a lot of this stuff on my own. I've done a lot of my, even my promotion on my own, you know, with this new management company that I work with that I started with three years ago when, you know, he had nobody. So, I mean, it's it's just fun for me doing all this. And, you know, so once once I maybe get my nutrition perfect, I feel like my weight would be, you know, easy to stay at 265. But you know, with the lifestyle I live and, you know, the person I am, I enjoy eating and, you know, I'm a big boy. So if it was a, a, a all happy world for the big dog, I definitely would like that. And you know, even if it was like 280 or 285, I'd be very comfortable there. That's what college wrestling was. So, you know, that was always my numbers. Like, oh, I can be 285. You know, that's that's my cap. So when I started fighting, you know, I never really pictured on making it too crazy big. You know, I just started it out as, you know, trying to stay busy and find something else to do other than wrestling. And, you know, once I got good, I was like, man, I'm going to have to cut this weight to, you know, go pro. And once I went pro, I was like, yeah, you know, it's it's good for me. And, 
you know, it's fun and, you know, just a challenge. So any kind of a challenge I'm down for. So cutting the weight's no issue. It's just, you know, every fat kid would say he, he doesn't like cutting weight. Yeah, I think you don't, not even a fat kid, you know what I mean? Anybody, anybody. Yeah, like, true, they true, hate yeah, it. yeah, exactly. The fat kid <laughs> so, in us, I should say. Yeah, everybody, uh, yeah, everybody. Say, yeah, everybody exactly. wants to eat. Everybody yeah, wants yeah. to eat, man. I want to eat yeah, we, right now. It's all good. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, Triumph MMA, you know, how did you end up hooking up with them? Did you just walk into the gym one day and it was just there uh, or was someone actually, hooked you up? Um, no, I, uh. I used to go to, you know, back in the day when the fights in Michigan were unsanctioned, that's when I was an amateur. It was like the last year everything was unsanctioned. So when you go to these fights, there's a lot of other good fighters there. And Triumph was like one of the only gyms that was close, closer to my hometown. You know, I used to live up north a little bit more, like nor more north in Michigan than where I do now. So uh, making the trip to like Lansing or like, you know, Michigan top team in Detroit, where I also have friends, you know, I mean, I'm friends with guys from every gym in Michigan. I'm a very you know, light guy. I don't, I don't talk a lot of crap. I'm very humbled in, in what I do. So, um, you know, just, just, uh, going to those fights and running into those guys, you meet people. And, uh, one of the guys from triumph had actually beat one of my friends and, uh, you know, through time he had been showing up to fights where my friends had not shown up. So I didn't have a corner. So I'd be like, yo, Brandon, can you corner me? And he'd be like, yeah, I got you. You know, so he'd wrap me and then corner me. So, you know, once I started taking it serious, you know, and, I, uh, you know, I have the, the smart enough mindset back then to be like, you got to if you're going to go pro, you know, you need to get in a gym and get affiliated with some guys and at least just have people that are smart enough to, to know what I should and shouldn't be doing. So I ended up getting hooked up. His name's Brandon Emmons. Um, he was a tough uh, featherweight fighter around Grand Rapids. Um, he's currently like not he's not fighting currently, but, you know, he's, he's, he was a tough dude and, you know, taught me a lot about the sport and you know, kind of drug me down here towards Grand Rapids and got me linked up with a, with a lot of great people. And, you know, Triumph has just always been a place that opened the doors for me. And whether it was the jujitsu, the Muay Thai or the MMA side, you know, they just they're very welcoming. And, you know, ever since I was a early pro till now, they've always treated me great. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. Perfect fit, man. It, it you know, the proof is in the pudding, man. Look at your resume. You know, what I mean, yeah, with yeah. That. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say you got to go to these bigger gyms and and train. I think with me being a heavyweight, you know, I mean, I kind of get to cut that little curve a little bit more because there's not a lot of great heavyweights, you know. So, and like I said, I got Jamal Hill from Grand Rapids, and he's, you know, he's one and zero in that uh, in the UFC, about to fight his second fight. So, I mean, having a guy like that that's right here, who's ranked top, I think, forty now at two hundred five in the world, you know, what I mean, and being able to work camps with him and him helping me with my camps, you know, I'm just like I said, I'm a pretty humbled person, and and even just that, so let alone, you know, the things to come. The unsanctioned MMA, the last year you were fighting as an it must have been some wild things going on yeah, and, and, backstage, and right? It, yeah, a lot of it was, you know, I would go to these shows before I even fought and watch my friends, and, and they were even like, you know, we would just show up, and a couple of them wouldn't be fighting, and then I'd get to the back and be like, hey, man, what's up? Like, oh, we're about to fight. It's like, I thought you weren't fighting. He's like, oh, we got one as soon as we got here. That's why you always bring your stuff. It's like, so it was just wild. You know, you'd show up and, you know, heavyweights that say, you know, I had a couple, I had like three or four people that would, you know, say they were going to be there and they never show, you know, or guys show up and then they see you and they don't want to fight. You know what I mean? It was, it was just a crazy wild, wild thing. Definitely. Yeah. I guess you figure out who the real fighters are in those yeah, days. And, and, and back then, you know, that's, that's kind of where I, I wrestled. So you don't get to pick 
who you get. And I wasn't like, you know, I've never been a poster boy. I'm kind of a chunky guy. So I've always been hated on for that, even when I was a great wrestler. So like mm. all this, all this fighting stuff and people questioning how I look, I'm, I, I'm, that's, I'm used to that. So that's, that's never been anything new for me, but yeah, it's, it's, all, it's, it's been just like life, you know, it's just mm. a different sport and, you know, more great people. I guess going through all of that will most likely prepare you more for the, the brighter lights when you get up to fighting for the bigger promotions, right? Well, and yeah, you know what I mean? I, my last four scheduled opponents were all ranked to top, you know, 150 in the world. You know, these are all five round fights. You know I mean, these aren't, you know, these aren't like, you know, little, little pushover fights. I'm not taking fights against guys that have 500 records. I'm taking tough fights no matter who it is, where it is. You know what I mean? I'm going to be more prepared than anybody that I feel like ha that has even stepped on the contender series, let alone their first fight in the UFC. You know what I mean? Other than these guys that are superstars that are already coming in. I mean, I got 10, how many heavyweights, you know, that have 10, 10 or 11 fights that have nine wins that haven't had a contender series opportunity. Another advantage you have is that you're young. Most of the heavyweights are guys that are already in their thirties and they're in, in their 30 as a prospect, which is kind of weird to say, right? Well, yeah, you know, like the last three guys I fought have all been, you know, 36. One was mm -hmm. the last guy I was scheduled to fight was 46, mm -hmm. you know, so you just hear a lot of stuff about what they want and, you know, what they see. And I keep doing all these things. And, you know, I just it's kind of just a question mark right now. But, you know, I don't they're never going to take my shine, man. I'm always a happy guy and I'm always going to keep fighting and enjoy it while I'm doing it. So. All right, 2019, you went 4-0. and Could you describe that year as somewhat bittersweet due to how everything played out? Yeah, uh, I'd say at first I was a little upset. You know what I mean? It took me it took me like three months because I'm a competitor, man. Um, anybody can go watch those fights, and yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look good that it's a DQ, you know, my last two fights. But both times in those fights when those first instances happen, you know, it's not like I cowered down and said I didn't want to continue. You know, I continued in both fights. I, I out loud said spokenly, you know, I don't want to win like this. You know what I mean, I'm a competitor. I don't, you know what I mean? I, so it's, it took me a while to, like, accept the fact that it's not my fault. You know what I mean? I can't be mad at myself that I'm putting myself in these big fights. You know what I mean? If I was fighting some bum, yeah, I could have finished him in the first round. But then what am I really learning about myself? You know what I mean? So I learned that, you know, I can stay professional in moments where, you know, other guys aren't being professional. Um, you know, I talked really well on the microphone after the fight when people are booing me and, and, and throwing a lot of shade my way. You know, I, I stayed in there like a like a true person, like a true fighter, you know, through every instance of the fight, you know, whether it was, you know, winning the fight, losing the fight or, you know, what I mean, a DQ. I've always I've always stayed very professional. And then if you look at my two wins before the last two, you know, mm -hmm. both of those guys are very well known. One of them has a win on the ultimate fighter and I finished him in a minute and a half. You know what I mean? So I, I show that I have worth and I'm only 26, as you said. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I can't be upset with what I'm doing. You know, nobody else is trying to do the things that I'm trying to do. The LFA heavyweight tournament, LFA 70, the first fight that you had, I felt like that guy, Pereira, he's, I don't know. It was like, did he know the rules? Yeah, Hennen Fajera, you know, and, 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 you know, I got no, no bad blood. Like I said, I'm a very nice guy. I, I asked for rematches with both of those guys. I mean, I have, I am totally cool with running any fight back, win, lose, draw. Like, you know I mean, that's, that's a part of the sport. You know what I mean? Like, so I was cool with refighting, but yeah, I don't, I don't really, it, it was, it's kind of frustrating because you don't know. You don't know. I don't, I couldn't speak. He didn't speak any English. You know, it kind of felt like they were bringing me in there to get KO'd. You know, and I didn't, since I didn't go away, 
you know, it made him look really bad because he was throwing a lot of legal shots. You know what I mean? And then same thing with Daniel. A lot of guys get curled up after that first knee, you know, and buckle all down and the ref calls the fight. I took the knee right on the chin and then keep trying to fight. You know what I mean? And so maybe that's, that's my fault. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know what I mean? But I'm tough and, you know, I'm, I'm not, I just keep trying to show that I'm not going away regardless of the guy's 6'9", 245 pound poster boy that's punched me in the back of the head. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep fighting until, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, you either got me subbed up or, you know, asleep. So, you know what I mean? If, if, if I'm doing something wrong, you know, call Dana and tell him, give me a shout and, and let me know. Cause I feel like I'm doing the right things. Well, you did show a lot of professionalism after that fight because Fajera, he was putting the thumbs down like he didn't do anything wrong. And you went on yeah, the mic and, and you were calm and cool. And I feel like that counts for a lot when people see that and, and, and how you handle that situation. Because you could have went like heel and, and went off on the crowd. Yeah, started talking crap about his country, him mm -hmm. as a person. And you know what I mean? But no, I'm not, I've never been like that. I was raised a lot different than that. Uh, I remember where I come from, you know, no matter no matter where I'm at in life. You know, I grew up with some very respected human beings on the wrestling mat and as people. So, you know, if I ever threw shade or looked bad on TV or even even just in, in the room with them, you know, just us, they would be upset. So I always try to steer clear of, the, you know, the BS. And I, I get it, man. I wrestled for years. And like I said, I'm a chunky guy. People don't like losing to people who look like me. I understand it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't like it neither, but I work very hard. Uh, respect and, and, and uh, appreciate what I do for myself in the gym and outside of the gym. So, you know, like I say all, all the time, if you don't bring your A game, I promise you, you know what I mean? I'm going to be ready to upset you no matter how you look. So um, a lot of guys when I wrestled when I was little got DQ'd trying to punch me and stuff, you know, because I'd be winning by 10 points or, you know, just, just you know, manhandling them or embarrassing them, you know. So it's, it's not the first time people have gotten DQ'd in a sport against me for, you know, being frustrated. And which is what I what I see from, you know, my point of view. Maybe it's just a mistake, but it seemed like both guys were getting frustrated or at least Hennon knew he had to get me out of there in the first round because if he ran out of gas, I was going to put him away. So that's just, you know, my viewpoint. But, you know, you never know. That's why I, yeah. I, I never am sad to, uh, you know, retake a fight that, that people have a question about. You know what I mean, if you got a question mark, I got like a 95% win rate between my amateur and pro career. So I'll take my odds any day. Well, Daniel James, he was in the crowd for that fight, and then you fought him in the finals, and then he gets DQ'd. Did he tell? Did he say anything to you after the fight? You know, apologize uh, yeah, to Daniel, you. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel was a little upset after the fight, which you know, totally understandable. Man, we put a lot of work in. Like I said, I take no hard feelings from any of these fights. You know, so right after the fight, he was really upset. You know, which which you know, understandable. You know, it's a, it's a tough sport. Um, a couple months later, he had me messaged me after some things were said on Facebook, you know, and just, you know, said no bad blood. And he appreciated how, you know, respectful and stuff I was. But, yeah, man, no bad blood with Daniel. We had talked before the fight. And, you know, um, it, it's just it's just shitty. You know what I mean? You know, I hate to say it like that, but it, it sucks because it, it made me feel like a bad guy, even though I, I, I was, you know, the, I was trying to like make good out of it. And he was still upset. So like it sucked for me when I was there in person, because I'm such a huge hearted person. Like I hated for it to go down that way. You know what I mean? Like we were four minutes away from a decision or, you know, one of us winning, that's a five round fight. It's a long fight to end like that. So I, I definitely get the frustration. I was just as frustrated. You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't show my emotions all crazy, but you, people don't understand how hard it is to win like that. Like that, that's when you work so hard and you picture yourself submitting somebody or punching somebody out, throwing a kick or, you know I mean? You just visit, you vision so many ways of winning for so we, so many weeks. And then you're in there and, and not once, but twice you win by DQ back to back fights. I mean, you know what that does to somebody's spirit. So I'm still standing here, you know, I'm the same guy. So I think I'm going to be all right whether or not, you know, I win, lose, or draw. Because how many guys have went through what I've went through and aren't getting the respect they deserve, you know, tenfold. So it's it's all good over here. And, you know, like I said, I appreciate guys like you and anybody that even reaches out to me and, and shows appreciation for what I do do, you know what I mean, outside of a couple DQ wins. Hey, it's clear, man. You're one of the the the, the brightest, you know, up and comers. You know, you had a fight come up, uh, coming up, right? Uh, well, actually, not coming up. It passed in March. Yeah, it was. Post- yeah, it got postponed. And and even yeah. that fight, uh, I asked for Tony Lopez when I was like three and zero. Oh, you know what I mean? And they told me no. The commission wasn't clear because he had so many fights. Like these are guys. I asked for Josh Parisian when I was zero and zero. You know, these are guys I've been asking for for years. Josh Parisian goes to the Ultimate Fighter or to the Contender Series wins. Mm-hmm goes on the ultimate fighter, which is kind of like it sucks for him because now he's got to test himself twice, mm-hmm. which they say you go on the contender series and you win, let alone get a finish in fashion like he did, you're in the UFC. So, I mean, it's not his fault he had to come back and fight somebody like me on the regional scene because that's not supposed to be how it works. You know what I mean? But this is MMA, so it's it's a brutal sport. <coughs> but, yeah, so Tony, Tony was another guy I, I've been looking to fight for a long time. So, finally, I'm getting some recognition and you know, I, I, I landed this fight. I was like six weeks into camp feeling good and, you know, just excited to compete. You know, I'm, I'm never about saying I'm going to KO or rip somebody's face off. You know, I'm a competitor. So I, I like to shine underneath the bright lights. You know, I like to I like to do cool things and surprise myself. You know what I mean? So any any tough fight I can get is what I'm going to get. So I think if you click on my tapology page, Tony's the only person that's ranked over me other than in the world. So obviously I'm like, give me that fight. You know, I mean, that's somebody sees him as better than me. And I'm like, yeah, no. So I was excited for that. And, you know, if something bigger doesn't come before I can fight regionally again, I'm sure that's the fight I'll have, you know. So, like I said, I don't I'm never afraid to go to an opportunity or run from anybody. You know, if it's a if it's a fight that's not a guy that's 500 and has no point in, you know, fighting me. If it's somebody that's a, a legit opponent, you know, ranked around me or above me, you'll never see me shy away from that competition ever. Moving forward, of course, you're gonna fight who you need to fight to get to the highest level. Is is the UFC like in your sights? Contender series. It seems like you kind of passed on that last year. So it's like, are you now? Are you still interested in that, or are you enticed by PFL and and the million dollars? Because million dollars is a million dollars. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm in, I'm enticed by like Bellator and PFL and one, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, where's the real money? Where's the real promotion? Like longevity, like. I'm not in this just to be a great fighter. Like, I want to have a great resume to coach kids, to run wrestling camps, football camps, you know what I mean? Anything, anything self-defense camps for women, children. You know I mean, I want to use this as, as a, you know, a life a, a catapult for the rest of my whole life. You know what I mean? So, uh, in my mind, I need to be in the UFC. You know I mean, I need to be that guy in the UFC, whether I'm the world champ for a long time or I'm just the guy there helping everybody and, and just being the guy I am, you know, at the shows in my regional scene. If you meet anybody that knows me, they know I'm, I'm a caring person and I'm trying to do big things for everybody, not just for myself. So that's what it's about. And contender series is good, but 
it's like, man, what, what, what do you, what I say when they call me with what they're calling these other guys that are three and one and, and never been in a world title fight. You know what I mean? It's, it's just an insult. It's like, they're spitting in my face kind of. And, you know, I don't, I don't mean to be rude by saying that or, you know, come off wrong, but I'm nine and one, you know what I mean? Like regardless of my wins and all my fights are against guys that are tough. Last year, I think my, my combined record of opponents was like 24 and four name a heavyweight that's on the regional scene that they signed. That's done that. And I promise you, there ain't nobody. I looked. There's nobody. Mm-hmm. So, you know I mean, it's just, it, it, what do you do? So all I'm doing is just keep getting better. And like I said, I trained with uh, some tough people. So when they call me, I'm only going to be that much better. Yeah, you're very aware of uh, what's going around. Because some, some fighters, they're not really aware. They're just like, oh, I'll just fight whoever I'll, I fight. And it's, that's it. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is is I'm not signed with no big management company. You know, I mean, I'm not on Iridium or and these these companies. You think these companies aren't reaching out? You know, everybody's reached out, and I appreciate that. But, you know, what what's wrong with a fighter wanting to do something for himself? You know what I mean? With the people that he's trying to build around him. You know, his family and and other guys in the sport that deserve to be at that level. You know, what's wrong with that? And and why is that forbid upon? You know, in the UFC. You know, that's you know, that's they want you to be on one of their big management companies is is kind of what I'm what I'm feeling like. So um regardless of what they want, I'm gonna keep trying to do it my way and you know, otherwise we'll we'll find another way to get in there. And once I meet and talk to people, man, everybody always comes around. So it's just about making that contact, you know. Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that you'll be fighting at the top. You know what I mean? It's 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 just a matter of time. Brett, yeah, and I appreciate, appreciate the that. time and uh yeah, just keep grinding, man, and that's all you can do, really, and, and keep yeah, winning, and, 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 and they can't yeah, deny never, you. Yeah, I never got into this to, you know, nobody ever looked at me and said I was going to be a world champion or, like, a professional athlete. So I started in a garage, man, uh, you know, on a, on no point in all of why I started fighting. So to be where I'm even at now at 26 is is something to, to carry a long time. You know, I got belts hanging on my wall that, you know, people dream to have. So, um. Well, yeah, I'll just keep grinding and, uh, you know, things come to good people and I'll just keep trying to be good people.